Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to Baby Bowl Week number 16 here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I am Wes Easley, one of your hosts, at Loafing It over there on Twitter. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore right there. Little underscore. I bring it some pep to this, Rob, because I'm excited for the Baby Bowl playoffs, which are coming up very, very soon. And of course, I am saying Rob because I am bringing in the daddy of the Baby Bowl himself, Rob Norton, at Norton. Zero, seven, two, three, over there on Twitter. Make sure you're following him as well. Hello, Robbie. Hey, Wes, how you doing? I am doing exceptionally well this evening, probably because I've eaten way too much of my wife's holiday fudge. Okay, fudge. Okay. I, I was waiting a little bit here. We've Our guests on here had to work a little bit of overtime, was late at getting off of work. And so I decided in between shows, in between podcasts, that I would eat some fudge. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I am wired right now. I thought I was going to be a little bit tired, but I am <laughs> wired, Rob. Yeah, I can I can tell. You get, you're bringing uh, a lot of energy tonight. So it's a, that's a good thing, though, right? I guess it is. I'm going to crash here before too long. Though, so just keep that in mind. I'm going to crash in a minute. Uh, all this fudge, all this sugar. She makes some delightful fudge. I, I think it's the only time of year that you buy fluff marshmallow stuff. You know what I'm talking about? The stuff that's in the fluff in the in the carton in the in the and you put it in the chocolate. And, oh man, it's just delicious though. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. We, I mean, we don't make it over here, but I definitely know what you're talking about. What do you make? Do you, does the Norton household have anything special that they are known for? Because we are known for our fudge, and we bring fudge to all the neighbors, all the, the you know, child care workers and everything like that at church. We bring, we bring the fudge around to everybody. It's our little gift to everyone. What do, what do the Nortons do? Um, so we we uh, we do some uh, cookies in general, um, mostly either chocolate chip or butterscotch, and then also just kind of like the – Decorating sugar cookies and uh, peanut butter blossoms. Those are the kind of things. My wife likes likes make, making that stuff. And uh, we have a few different um, little cookie tins that we're going to give to a couple of the neighbors. And she brought some to her work and everything. So, so yeah, that's usually what she does. And now that he's uh, – now that our son, you know, is three and he's he, he has a good time decorating. So he, we uh, we did that the other day. Decorating and eating—that's what—that's what a, a three-year-old boy does best. Decorating and eating, making a sure. mess. That sounds like a lot of fun. Does does the dog get any? Oh yeah, she's uh, she sneaks some, and the and the three-year-old definitely uh, hands hands her some under the table, things like that. So they're they're in uh, in in cahoots together. Uh, keep the dog away from the poinsettia plants. That's all I know. Poinsettia plants are poisonous or something. That could be a rumor. It could be false. The other thing you bring us, though, Rob, is also the Baby Bowl. The Baby Bowl playoffs are about to start up right now, and that's like a Christmas gift to everybody. How do people sign up for the Baby Bowl playoffs? Yeah, they can. Uh, anyone who is interested, just DM me on Twitter. I'll uh, get you all signed up. Basically, I just need your uh, email address to send the email invite, and then, uh, you know, I'll I'll run it all down for you and, and get you all set up with any uh, questions or anything like that. So, yeah, just DM me on Twitter and I'll, I'll get you all set up. You can find that over on his Twitter handle. It's his pinned tweet at Norton0723 over there. You can also find it on the Fantasy Impact Today Twitter handle at FI Today with a little underscore in case you are interested in joining the Baby Bowl. Please refer everybody over there to that Baby Bowl playoffs. I'm trying to, I want to break 200 because I want to make Rob cry. I think if we break 100, he'll be like, all right, we got there. If we break 200, Rob Norton will cry on air for us. I almost guarantee it. I almost do. I, and Rob, you almost made us all cry. You shocked us by sneaking up and moving into what number five in the overall rankings right now 
Yeah, I think I'm actually number four. Oh. I think I just just snuck past and and I'm in I'm in fourth place now. Had a had a great week this week is really what propelled it on a on a week that was generally down for most people. Yeah, it was it was a weird week. Uh, definitely a strange week last week with all the COVID, the injuries. Just tons. I, are, are you? We're recording this on Wednesday, and I feel like I'm missing out on an NFL game while we record this right now. Like I don't have any NFL game on my television, and it feels very very strange to not be watching something. But what I did watch was Coop A Fiasco hold on to the number one overall ranking this week. Is that right? That is correct. Yeah, he's he's sitting there in first. Um, I believe, let me check here, Max moved back into the second place. All right. We have Sports Fanatic, which is Falcons 023, in third place. I'm in fourth. Uh, JB Cho knows in fifth. Jesse Clark, sixth. Bo McBigtime, seventh. Uh, Michael Steinberg, eighth. Evan Brown, ninth. And D.A. Walker, tenth. Mr. Walker is right there, number 10. That's that's awesome. Well, we had a guy who's never won. I think it's the first time he's ever won, but he said he's a longtime friend of yours that won last week, and he had he had the Baby Bowl chat room a buzz early last week. I think last Thursday night he had, a, he had it a buzz. <laughs> Aaron Grimmett, if I'm pronouncing that right, won last week at Grim de la Grim 41 over there on Twitter. Did I say it right, Aaron? Yes, sir. Uh, I didn't. I was like, "What is it? What is this Twitter handle?" And I started writing it down. I'm like, "Oh, I am never going to be able to pronounce that right." And so I tried to pronounce it, and I'm like, "Grim de la, oh, Grim de la Grim, forty one. Okay, I could get that. I could get that. Uh, very good. How you said you've known Rob forever, right? Oh, uh, yeah, we've went back quite a few years. And in the <laughs> home league too, you and him are in the same home league for together. And what ten, ten, eleven years? You were telling me before the show. Yeah, um, my it's actually been running a couple of years longer than I've been in it, but I've been in it since '07, I believe. Oh, how how is Rob Norton on the trades? In a in a does he is he a big <laughs> trader during the year? Does he is he one of those guys that just keeps sending you trades over and over again, hoping to confuse you enough times to where you'll just hit the accept button? That's funny you say that, Wes. Uh, <laughs> Rob is the king of sending trades. I don't know exactly how many he gets done, especially in our home league, but I, I'm sure he wears out that button sending trades. That's for sure. Okay. All right. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I'll, I'll give him that. Well, Rob, that's something you and I have in common because I send trades all the time. I, I know they're going to get rejected 98% of the time, if not 102% of the time. I, I try to, I try, I try to master the, three good players for one great player and one garbage player, you know, or the, you know, just, I, I try to master those kind of trades where everything looks good on paper and I'm getting the huge one player return in, in return for a couple of other garbage players that I'm going to throw on the waiver wire. Do you do the same thing? Yeah. I kind I kind of, as I say, I kind of do that in general. It, it depends too on, on league format and everything, but especially in a smaller, like if it's a 10 team or less or even 12 team, if I have good depth, I, I definitely, I'm 100% in in favor of trying to trade away depth for to to increase starters, especially as the playoffs get closer. Because I, I always I always preach that I don't I really could care less about the guys on my bench at that point. It does, they're not scoring me any points, so just give me the strongest starting lineup as possible. So I definitely try to make make two for one, three for ones whenever possible. Rob now, Aaron, also tries. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Aaron. No, Rob also tries to get rid of those flashes in the pan too. Don't. <laughs> 
<laughs> like the one hit wonders, the one week wonders. Oh yeah, Mike Williams, you know, yeah. Tyler Boyd. <laughs> yeah, well that, that's good strategy, and you guys have obviously caught on to that, Rob. It's really hard to get a trade done. I I feel like I'm losing every single trade almost uh, until I see the other guys that I traded away do absolutely nothing and end up on the waiver wire at some point. Then I'm like, <laughs> I got you again. Don't I hope nobody listens to that from my home league. I, just, I really hope nobody listens to that. Hey, Aaron, you said uh, that, well, I told everybody that I was you were running a little bit late today, and that was the reason why I was able to eat fudge. You're a post office worker. Is that, I'm, I'm right on that, right? Yep, I'm a mail carrier. Mail carrier. So you're actually going door to door, house to house, that kind of thing? Or are oh, you yeah. sorting pack? Oh, you are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, big, big, big loads this time of year, would you say that they are twice as big? five times as big or 10 times or bigger um compared to different parts of the year i would say this is probably maybe three to five times heavier than what everything is normally and then like mail volume itself is way heavier everybody's sending christmas cards and stuff so definitely adds on to the day i don't understand this and maybe you could explain this to me uh, why why do I get packages from you guys nowadays? Before I used to just get mail from you. Now I guess I'm getting Amazon stuff from you, but then I'll get Amazon stuff from the UPS people, Amazon stuff from the FedEx people. I'll get UPS. It seems like I get these packages from you guys all the time, and you're walking up to my door like a UPS worker used to do or a FedEx worker used to do, and you're walking up to the door with a little uh, buzzer or a little scanner thing, and you're dropping packages off at my door. I don't understand what the post office has done. Uh, what what why do you guys do that stuff? Uh, well, basically, it just goes back to, like, with the times changing, not everybody's writing, you know, letters and cards, and everybody's doing things electronically. So another way for the post office to make money is to uh, drop off the other competitors, if you will, packages. And so mm-hmm. they pay us a fee that we deem is, you know, fit, and we do their work. Oh, I really like how you worked in the fit there for the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I really like how you did that, Aaron. That was that was <laughs> ingenious of you, my friend. Uh, when are you guys going to start picking up the Walmart groceries and delivering them to the doorstep? Is that anytime soon? I hope never. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, I mentioned how you had that Baby Bowl chat room a buzz last week because of how you uh, constructed your lineup. You threw in some of those Thursday players, and we're about to get into those players as we look backwards to week number 15 before we look ahead to week number 16. And your quarterback started it all off with Patrick Mahomes, who put up a huge 30-point week last week. Uh, was there any particular reason that you went with Mahomes or like, ah I saved them for this one moment. How long did you know you were going to play Mahomes on week number 15? Uh, Well, to be honest with you, only a couple weeks. um, I saw that it was a high-scoring possibility between them and the Chargers, and uh, I figured, well, Thursday, if they were cleared to play because of all the COVID stuff going on, that I would be safe and just go with the highest-scoring game I thought what it would be of the week and go with the heavy hitters on the side I thought would – put up the most points. 
Yeah, well, Mahomes was a great pick right there. I thought Herbert was going to end up pulling that one out. I, I think the Kansas City Chiefs got robbed a little bit last week. Personally, I thought that was a pass interference call at the last minute. And I say that because I have a rooting interest in that. And my daughter, who is a Kansas City Chiefs fan, was just so happy. And I was I was, I was, was not as happy. But I was glad you scored a big point there. And, Rob, you put in my guy, Tua Tongavalua. You thought he'd do a little bit better against the Jets. I think that news with Waddle coming out as COVID kind of hurt that a little bit. And I don't know if you had many more choices beyond that for a quarterback yeah i didn't have too many um i was really deciding between him dak and rogers kind of was that was that was kind of like my three guys that i was i was looking at and i didn't really love the matchup for either rogers or dak so i kind of just went to it thinking you know it's it's the jets and the you know the dolphins also had the situation with all their running backs basically out until right near the end of the week. And so I figured they would maybe even throw more than usual. And they were already one of the most pass heavy teams as is. So that's, that's kind of what led me to Tua. I uh, outsmarted the room and I took Kirk Cousins. Uh, Tua got you 14, Mahomes got you 30, and Kirk Cousins got me 10. You know what I did? I, I said, I don't care. They're going against my Bears, and I don't care. The Minnesota Vikings are going to score 100 points. I don't care if Kirk Cousins is on Monday Night Football. I don't care if he's let everybody down for the last 20 years on Monday Night Football. I'm going to pick Kirk Cousins, and I was just doing it out of spite. And Kirk Cousins ended up not only winning the game, but also only giving me 10 baby bowl points, which is really astonishing to me. I don't know how I did that both times. And then I put in, listen to this one. Listen to this one, boys. I put in Connor as running back. I thought he'd still get a lot of run in Arizona. Wouldn't I know that they ran into, the, they left all the luggage and footballs back in Arizona. They didn't even bring them with them to Detroit and got skunked by the Detroit Lions last week. And then I put in a New York, uh, no, I put in a Miami Dolphin running back last week against the Jets. I'm picking on the bad teams, right? But I put in Gaskins. I didn't put in DJ. I didn't put in that, that, that other running back that went crazy last week. And then I got a penny for my thoughts. And I only got mm. six pennies for my thoughts uh, with the Seattle running back. I thought I had all the right running backs in there, Rob and Aaron. But I did not. Aaron, you ended up saving J uh, Jonathan Taylor? How do you still have Jonathan Taylor to be able to play Jonathan Taylor in week number 15 of the Baby Bowl, Aaron? How did you do that? I just pure luck to be honest with you i <laughs> overlooked him and he was sitting there staring at me in the face and i was like well he seems pretty good oh, yeah he seems pretty good you think that he's uh, has a shot at winning mvp this year aaron it's really hard for a running back to do that yeah i think it's really hard for a running back to do it as well but i mean if there's one that's got a shot it's definitely him i still think he'll go to you know your mahomes or rogers but he's definitely yeah. in the mix yeah, 23 baby bowl points for you against that New England Patriot defense. Uh, something special, JT, is doing something, this, something special this year. You also put it Kamara against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa, uh, the New Orleans Saints really have Tampa Bay's number during the regular season. I don't know if they have it during the playoffs or not, but Alvin Kamara only gave you five baby bowl points last week, which was a little bit disappointing for you, but you made it up for it in other areas. Rob, you ended up with Chubb. You, t you took Nick Chubb. You told me you were going to, and I told you I didn't know if that was wise because of all the injuries and the COVID and the, the, the couple of linemen that were out. And then you said, well, I'm not going to listen to Wes. He puts in Connor Gaskins and Penny. So <laughs> you went ahead and put in Chubb, and he gave you 16 baby bull, but baby bull points. Chubb seems a little bit bulletproof, doesn't he? Yeah, pretty much. And it was kind of came down to just the fact that Kareem Hunt was out, 
And anytime he's he, he, when been without Kareem Hunt in the past, he's been, you know, top five, top six option uh, weekly, just getting that extra volume. And, and he's already so good as is so efficient, one of the best running backs per touch in the league. So if you're giving him more touches, I, I didn't love the fact that the, the linemen were going to be out, but at the same time, just volume over everything with, with running backs for me. I was thinking about this, and I'll pick both of your brains about this. Jonathan Taylor is the number one pick in redraft leagues next year. That That's correct. Isn't that right, Aaron? When did you think so? I, he's got to be up there. Um, personally, I mean, I just can't get over uh, CMC still. But, mm-hmm. I mean, Jonathan Taylor has been an absolute stud. If I'm lucky enough to get the number one pick in a league, I mean, I'm definitely going to test the waters. But, I mean, he's he's been so good and so dominant and and the way he's doing things like after con- or yards after contact and I mean just scoring touchdowns is I mean it's ridiculous. Yeah, CMC is right up there too. It's really hard not to take him number 1 because we've been trained to take CMC number 1 over these last couple of years because of the volume that he gets, but that injury concern has me really concerned going into next year, Rob. And the reason why I brought it up is because we talked about Nick Chubb being a little bit bulletproof. Kareem Hunt has been injured a lot of times this year. Who are you taking first in a redraft league if you get that spot next year? It's definitely tough. Um, I kind of, you know, echo what what Aaron said about the about with uh, CMC when he's healthy. And that's the thing is, for me, if, CMC is fully healthy coming into the year. It's hard for me not to look at that volume, especially in the passing game. Like that's that's the part. If it's a full PPR scoring format and he, you know, he's he catches, you know, over a hundred balls a year when he's healthy, which is, I mean, who would just as a receiving receiving production alone puts him as a top twelve guy, and then you add the running uh, production on top of it. So looking at a guy that gets that many targets, that many receptions, if he, if he's fully healthy, I probably will still have him up there. I mean, the injuries are are worrisome, but if he's, I mean, if he's fully healthy heading into it, I can't assume anything different. So it'll be between him and and JT for me. Okay. I I can understand that. I'm trying to see here and I'm going to give Rob Norton the quiz about this. Uh, Rob Norton, how many touchdowns? Does CMC have this season? This season, uh, I'm gonna guess three. Three? Would you like to go over or under three, Aaron, or is that right on point? That's actually what I was gonna guess. Okay, it's two guys. It's two uh, rushing, unless he's returned one for a touchdown on a punt or something, which I don't think he has. Rushing one rushing and one receiving touchdown this year. One more, and, and and I know he's injured. I'm just bringing this up. Do you know how many he had last year? I'll tell you. I, don't, I ain't going to make a guess. Six. He had six touchdowns last year. Lots of volume still there. Receptions he had. Oh, my. He only had 17 receptions last season. And I know he was hurt last year. He had 37 receptions this year. As far as rushing yards go, he had 442 this year and 225 last year. I, I'm I'm just... I say that because I'm going, holy cow, we are so trained in taking CMC number one, but I just don't know if he, it's kind of reminding me of an injury like a Dalvin Cook 
had kind of had over the last couple of years where he was top five. You want him to be top five, but at the same time, you just get so nervous and you kind of don't make him top five in redraft leagues. I don't know. You put Cook in there uh, in your baby bowl lineup as well, Rob, this week. He gave you 11 baby bowl points. And then you said, I'm going to put James Robinson in there because James Robinson, if he doesn't score at least 15 baby bowl points this week, you're going to be really disappointed. And he gave you 18, Rob. The way you think about James Robinson this week against the Jets. Oh, definitely, definitely like him again. Um, especially with Urban gone, it, it's clear that they're gonna, you know, use him a lot more than they did earlier on in the season. So that was the thing is I I was debating whether to use him last week or this week. Both of them just great matchups. So anyone who doesn't have him, you know, I I would definitely recommend getting him in there this week. Yeah, and you put Devontae Parker in there. He gave you 17. You paired him up with Tua. Uh, so that was a good move by you. And, Aaron, you went ahead. You had, you had Devontae Adams, too, dog. You had you had, you had had Mahomes, Kamara, JT, Devontae Adams, who gave you 16 uh, draft uh, baby bull points. And you put C.D. Lamb in there, who gave you 11 baby bull points, Aaron. I don't know how you saved all those people. I don't, I'm scared to know what you're going to put in there this week. Who, who do you got going this week? Do you do you have uh, uh, like Barry Sanders and Walter Payton at running back? You're going to put him in there? No, but I'm pretty loaded this week, too. <laughs> oh, no, there's the warning. The, the, fire the cannons, boys. Fire the cannons is what that one sounded like. Boy, Devontae and, and CD, that's that's impressive. I put I had Mooney left. I put him in there. I gave, gave me 12 baby bowl. I put Debo in there, gave me 19 at the baby bowl. And then I put Goldaire. I put Goldaire in there at my tight end position. He gave me 21 for a total of 83 points for me. I'm not bragging. I'm complaining. But now listen to this one. Rob, I'm going to go over to yours first because you ended up putting Christian Kirk in there from Arizona. He gave you 24 baby bowl points, which is really good. I think Kirk is that play in Arizona right now with DeAndre Hopkins out. Am I right? Yeah, definitely. He's the yeah. I think he. I heard he ran ninety-seven percent of routes this week. So, yeah, he's he's definitely the uh, top option moving forward forward for Kyler. Okay, and then you ended up, um, Aaron. You ended up putting Tyreek Hill in there as your other wide receiver. So your third wide receiver was Tyreek Hill, Devontae, Tyreek, and CD. Tyreek gave you thirty three baby bowl points that Thursday night. That's all Kansas City does. Kansas City goes to Mahomes. Tyreek and Kelsey. Isn't that so nice for fantasy purposes, Aaron? Yeah, it was definitely a nice little scoring fiesta for me on Thursday. Um, It's just crazy how dominant those three are in their uh, different positions. I mean, Mahomes, you know, year in, year out is going to be a top quarterback. Same thing with Kelsey. He's been the most dominant tight end ever. And then, you know, Tyreek Hill is like that boomer bust, but his, his bust is definitely a higher floor than others. What does that say about the Kansas City Chiefs, too, by the way, and Andy Reid? Because everybody else, all the other teams in the NFL seem to be spread the ball around, confuse the defenses, don't let them know what's going on. And and we see it from a fantasy perspective where Andy Reid funnels it to those two guys offensively. Patrick Mahomes always throws it to those two guys. CEH is a little bit involved here and there, but we all know that it's not a running back thing there in Kansas City. It's always Tyreek, it's Kelsey, it's Mahomes. Does this tell us that Andy Reid has really got this figured out if he doesn't feel like he has to spread it out all over the place? Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely smarter than the rest of us. I'd agree with that. He he just exploits matchups every week 
with the same two players because they don't know how to match up. And I mean, I don't either. They're just freak athletes at their positions and there's just no real answer for them. And nobody's figured it out yet. No, not at all. And you had Kelsey in there as your tight end. I didn't tell people that because I was kind of waiting till the end. And he gave you more points than anybody else in your lineup with 41. You had last Thursday night, you had a total of 104 points, approximately 104 points between just those three players. I really thought you were going to break 200, dog. I thought you were going to break 200. And seeing these names in here, uh, that you had him to go along with those three. I don't know how you didn't. Uh, Kamara, Kamara let me down. I think Kamara let you. <laughs> Great. Yeah, C.D. Lamb, too. I mean, I was, he's probably one of my favorite receivers in the league right now, and I was just expecting so much. And I think you said he had 11 points, and that's just a letdown. Yeah, no, he did have 11, and yes, it was a letdown. That huge names right there. I'm scared. If you say you're loaded this week, uh, I'm scared because I saw you were loaded last week, so I'm really nervous this week. Rob, you had Mark Andrews going uh, for those Baltimore Ravens, and he gave you 36 baby bowl points, which wasn't any, which was lower than Travis Kelsey's 41. Those two are, are playing a little game that we don't even know about, guys. I, I think I think Kelsey and Andrews have got something going on there, a little hidden bet from that tight end university. Wasn't that what they did at the beginning of the year, Rob? I think so. Yeah, yeah. It's all the all those uh, top tight ends getting together, training and everything. So I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it's pretty pretty crazy what those those uh, elite tight ends have been doing this year. And and you know, you throw Kittle in there in the mix too, and and um, Waller when he was healthy early on in the year. And it's just it's just crazy how how much of an advantage those guys give you compared to the rest of the pack at tight end. Now, I've been in a dynasty uh, draft, uh, whatever, a mock draft right now. I'm in, I'm in one. And it was the beginning of the fourth round. I already have a couple of quarterbacks, and I have a uh, wide receiver or two. I may have two wide receivers at this point, so I may have been running it back on the fifth round. I'm, I'm at pick number two. Kelsey and, Andrew, uh, Kelsey and Andrews are already off the board, I believe. And I went ahead and took Kittle there at the beginning of the fifth round, if I'm not mistaken. Because I felt yeah. like I needed to. Does does Kel, does Kittle still belong in that same group of players as those other ones going forward, tight end wise in Dynasty? Rob, am, am I, was it a good pick? I think so. Um, I've always been a big Kittle fan. I mean, I know people knock him on on durability, but I think when you're looking at if you're if you're talking about best all around tight end in the league, I think he is the best all around tight end. If you include blocking. And everything in, in, into it. I think he's like the best blocking tight end. I think he's one of the best receiving tight ends, and he's probably the best yards after contact tight end in the league. So, in, the only question with with Kittle, honestly, is durability. So, if he's out there and he's he's healthy, I mean, the guy's a monster. I agree. I got to ask both of you this question before we move on into week number sixteen. It's going to kind of roll into week number sixteen as well. Lamar Jackson is questionable going into this week. Do you think is it is it Huntley? Am I saying that name right? Um, is I when I watched the Baltimore Ravens, I thought they looked better offensively with Lamar Jackson sitting on the sideline and Huntley in there as quarterback. Am I thinking that right, Aaron? Or do you think that Lamar Jackson just it's Lamar Jackson? He deserves to be number one quarterback regardless of what the offense looks like to you, Wes. 
I think that Lamar is definitely a superior athlete, but I definitely think that when Huntley comes in there, Baltimore runs the same style offense, and it does look better because he seems to be more accurate. But I also think we're kind of, you know, uh, always thinking that Lamar can't throw or Lamar is not very accurate. So I think we don't give him the benefit of the doubt there. And I think Huntley coming around just, you know, throwing for 300 yards or, you know, these straight dots to the receivers has us believing that he's better than Lamar. I personally don't think you could ever have Lamar off the field. I think he's not only is his athleticism and his all around talent is superior. I also think that he's a leader, which we don't give him enough credit for. Mm. That's a good point. I, I don't know that I factored in the leadership ability of a Lamar Jackson. Rob, I put in there that it was nice to see a Baltimore Raven. I put on Twitter, it was nice to see that a Baltimore Raven offense, what it can do with a quarterback who can run a little bit instead of a running back that can throw a little bit. Uh, that's what I think Lamar Jackson is right now at this point and might be due to a health concern and his lower legs, you know, having being weak and not being able to plant and stuff like that. What do you think on that quarterback situation? Yeah, I kind of I, I think Aaron brought up a good point about how, you know, the thing is, is like we look at when we look at Lamar, even coming up when he when he first first became the starter, it was kind of looked at as, you know, he can't throw, he can't throw, he can't throw. And he's just a running back um, because he is so good at running. It's not I mean, it's 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 like he's he's so good at running that that's what people see him as. And so then when you have Huntley coming in, Huntley is basically, you know, an unknown to most people. So your, your expectations are so low. You're, you're like this guy, you know, we've never even really heard of him before this year. We've never seen what he can do. Uh, he's a backup in the, in the league. So any little thing that he does, any good, good thing that he does at all is magnified and looks like an amplified almost as if it's so great when that performance that Huntley did is what we've been seeing mostly i mean mostly most games more often than not from lamar um week in and week out for years and so we've kind of become accustomed to it and it's almost like it's it's a normal thing for him so if he has anything less than that it seems like it's down that's kind of kind of how i look at it but i also really love lamar too so it's you take it for what it's worth I trust both of your eyes better than my eyes. My eyes are getting old. I've seen a lot of football, so maybe I'm spoiled from my Jim McMahon era for this with the Chicago Bears so long ago. Hey, you're listening to the Baby World Podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. We have uh, Rob and I have with us on here the winner from last week, Aaron Grimmett at Grim de la Grim 41 over there on Twitter. Don't forget to follow Rob Norton as well at Norton0723, who is the daddy of the Baby Bowl, the prince of the the Daddy Bowl playoffs. See how I changed it up there, Rob? Prince and playoffs going together there on the Baby Bowl. I get so excited. I can't wait to play the Baby Bowl playoffs. I claimed victory last season, even though I forgot to set my lineup two times. I am going to redeem myself this year, Rob. I have got a plan. I am trying to execute it, and it's going to be exactly opposite of my Baby Bowl lineups throughout this year. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to do what you got to do, and um, coming in, coming in with a plan definitely definitely helps moving forward so um yeah it's the the playoff like we've talked about before is definitely a trickier version knowing that you know you can only choose a guy once and you also like we were talking about before want to pick those teams that are losing so that way we have more options moving forward so it's it's definitely a lot trickier yeah and now we have only two weeks left in the regular season of the baby bowl right rob i think it goes through week 17 
Yep, we have this week and next week, so it's uh, coming coming to an end real quick. It, it is. So make sure you're playing all those players. Don't wait until you know next week to go. And if you sit there and look at yourself and go, I got three good quarterbacks going. I don't know which one to pick. I'm sorry. You, you should have. You, you should not have played Kirk Cousins against the Chicago Bears on Monday night. That's what you should not have done. Don't don't think the room. Don't do that. But yes, is it, Aaron, did you participate in the Baby Bowl playoffs last season? Uh, no, I did not actually. I, I probably will be this year though. Well, we hope to have you join us. And like Rob said, one of the things in the Baby Bowl is you, uh, the playoff edition, as you look forward, is you want to pick losers is what you want to do to be able to extend those winning players throughout the entire Baby Bowl playoff edition. Wonderful thing there. It's over there on Rob's uh, Rob Norton's pinned tweet at Norton0723. Make sure you check that out and join up as soon as you can so we can get all these spots filled up and force Rob to put in a second uh, what what is this? What what are we on here? My fantasy league to put in a second my fantasy league room. That would be great. Uh, I will giggle if you have to do that, Rob. If I give if I cause you trouble and get up to two hundred people. Yeah, uh, hey, I'm I'm all for it. The more the more the merrier. I'm I'm all for it this year. All right, yeah, let's look ahead. For a good cause. Yes, sir. It is. It is to a great cause. A couple of great causes. Plus, you get to win money yourself. Uh, half of it goes into goes to charity, and the other half goes into a prize pool. Gets paid out weekly, and also the overall winner. So, everybody in the baby bowl, make sure you're you're filling out those lineups. Make sure you're filling those out because it, it does go to an overall winner. But also, the weekly winner gets a little money. Since you guys go way back, Rob, are you do you still got to pay Grimmett? Do you still got to do that? Oh yeah, yeah. We oh. uh. Yeah, it's it's funny too because we play we play DraftKings. We've been playing DraftKings against each other for for a long time too. So, you know, we're we're used to uh, definitely sending each other some money back and forth. Yeah, they, lately it's been me sending Rob money on DraftKings. Man, I can. You want to talk about picking losers? My <laughs> lord. <laughs> uh, are you are you Are you part of the little three thing that Rob does where he picks against a couple of his buddies, or is that something different, Rob? Um, that's two other guys, two other guys that are, uh, he, he knows both of them. We're all, we're all friends and everything. So they're in a lot of our fantasy leagues together. And, um, yeah, so we, the the other two guys and I do that every, every Saturday we draft, um, players in DraftKings. That way there's no overlap because usually, you know, if you're playing a head to head or a three person, there's, there's plenty of overlap with with popular players, but we do it, um, just kind of to make it a little different. So uh, what are you, are you trying to match up head to head? against Grimmett. Is that what you're doing, Rob, each week? Yeah, every week we play head to head. Um and we just I just send him a head to head and then the winner the winner will uh, or the loser will send the winner some money. Um you know we just Venmo each other the money or whatever. Aaron Aaron yeah. I've been on this podcast with Rob for a year and a half, two years, whatever it is, but and I talked some DraftKings strategy with him as he's tried to uh, sit me on Uncle Rob's knee there and teach me a thing or two about <laughs> DraftKings for the year. And and one of the things he said he does is he scours the DraftKings rooms and tries to find the best matchups for uh, uh, like like double ups and stuff. And he he tries to find out how many badges people have and all this stuff. And he tries to get in there. And then one of the things he said that I thought was a little dirty pool. 
is he goes in there, looks for the head-to-heads against people who like don't have any badge, and he he tries to send them those dirty DraftKings trades is what he tries to do. You know what I'm talking about now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and, oh, yeah. And so he's doing the same thing with you. You know, Rob spends hours and hours and hours doing this DraftKings stuff, right? You know he does that, and he comes oh, out yeah. with the articles each and every week, every week and he's, he's going, I got Grimmett. I'm going to take his money this week. That's what he's doing to you, Aaron. Yeah, I mean, Rob, actually, you probably know what's our record this year. Uh, you got me? I do, but I, I don't know what it is for sure. I know last year, I think last year you got me overall. Oh, I stomped a mud hole in you last year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. As in say, it was the, the year before I had him. Last year he had me. This year I have him again. Um, it's not as drastic as the past two years, though. But um, I know I have him probably by maybe three, three, four weeks, maybe something like that. Enough to make a dent in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you'll get him this week, Aaron. Who, uh, as we look through here, we got quarterbacks that we can choose from, and let's just assume everybody has every single quarterback to choose from, and that's hard not to. It's hard to know what everybody's lineups can possibly be for the Baby Bowl, and we are talking about Baby Bowl purposes here a little bit, but we're also talking about DraftKings and redraft, start and sit, that kind of stuff. Whenever I look at the games this week, there's not a lot of high game totals. There's not a lot of teams or combined scores scores that are above 50 at all. I haven't seen one. I've seen some 49s, 49 and a halves, but I don't see any over 50. And there's just a couple of single team totals that are really high up there. Kansas City's, of course, is 34, almost 35 points here. Philadelphia Eagles are 35 points against the New York Giants. And guys, I, I hate to tell you this, but the Green Bay Packers are sitting at 36 total points by Odd Shark against the Cleveland Browns. And the Cleveland Browns are only slated to score nine points this week. Nine points this week. And Aaron, I take it that you're a Cleveland Brown fan as well since you're up there in that area. Uh, what's what's the outlook for Baker Mayfield this week? Is he going to be able to play? Uh, I mean, I hope so, but it doesn't really matter. I mean, Nick Mullins came in on, <clears throat> well, Monday night there, and it was the same show i mean the stats were almost the same okay it's just a it's just a weird year for them uh they're underachieving and i guess they're just really for this year they're just a 500 ball club and i don't know if baker playing makes a difference there but i, I mean for just for being a good person i guess i hope he's healthy now there was some r- rumors coming out that baker was not happy about things in the locker room and it just kind of seemed like the the season all went kind of downhill. I don't even want to say after the Odell news because they had a couple of good games right after Odell got traded, but then something seemed to go haywire in that locker room, and I never caught wind of what that actually was. Do either one of you guys know what that is? Aaron, I'll ask you first. If you don't know, maybe Rob knows what that was because it's been in the tailspin for the last three or four weeks, it feels like. Uh, I I personally don't know, but I could believe it because – I mean, there's just like Baker's just a polarizing figure. Uh, one way or the next, you're going to get some sort of emotion out of him. He's a very emotional guy. So I'm sure there's things he said that has rallied the troops. And I'm also sure there's things he said that has, you know, irritated them and upset them. Rob, what about you? What 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 are your feelings about the Cleveland Brown situation this week? I, I know there's a lot of Brown fans that listen to this. Um, yeah, I kind of, I, I definitely agree with what Aaron said. Cause he's very, he's very polarizing. He's kind of like that guy that fans, fans at least 
almost most fans tend to love him because he's so passionate. He, uh, you know, he, the things he says, he's, he's all about, he, he, he says the right things generally all about, you know, Cleveland, all about winning here, working hard, things like that. And so it gets to the fans real fired up. Um, but I could see where he's the type of guy where he could rub you the wrong way. And so, so there could be some of that going on, but, but yeah, I kind of, you know, agree with Aaron on that. Yeah, him and Stefanski, though, that's what I heard. I heard him and Stefanski just weren't seeing eye to eye or something like that. I, I don't know what's going on there. Cleveland's on a downward spot. Uh, so you, you can put up any Green Bay Packer this week is what we're talking about. If you got a Green Bay <laughs> Packer and you want to fire him up, what about some other good matchups for quarterbacks, Aaron? I know you've got a plethora of quarterbacks in your stable, it sounds like, and that kind of scares me uh, trying to win one week here in the Baby Bowl. Who are you eyeballing that you're going to put in there during the Baby Bowl lineups? Uh, I'm deciding between two. I like Joe Burrow and I like uh, Stafford this week. Okay. I think I like Stafford being in like a high-scoring matchup. I also think that the Ravens, uh, even though their you know front seven might be good, their back four is very depleted, and maybe Joey goes out there like he did the first time they matched up and slings it around a little bit and gets you a nice little thirty burger. Yeah, Baltimore is ranked like seventh against quarterbacks or something like that, which is really, really good whenever you're talking about starting a Joe Burrow. And uh, Minnesota gives up the third most DraftKings points to quarterbacks with Matthew Stafford going against them. So I think that both of you, you've got a – you said you were loaded. I guess you are loaded. Rob, who are you looking at from a quarterback standpoint? If if somebody's looking for a little sleeper quarterback this week because they've used up all the good ones, is there any is there any sleepers out there that you would want to play? Hmm. Um if it's if if Lamar doesn't play, I think Huntley is fine to play. Just yeah. anytime you get a guy running that much, that's that's uh, you know, awesome for fantasy purposes and another guy that's running a good amount has a good matchup is Justin Fields at Seattle. He's been playing better lately. I mean, last week was kind of his stat line was a little bit deceiving because of that last second touchdown, but um, he's still running enough to generally get it done most weeks. Um, I do like the Joe Burrow call and and Stafford. Um, I don't have Stafford left. I do have Burrow. He's one that I'm considering. Um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of down to between like Burrow, Dak and Rogers. Mm-hmm. So, as I do still have Rodgers left, um, so he's he's a possibility for me right now. I do have him actually in my lineup right now, but I, I'm a known tinkerer, so we'll see what it, what it ends up. I'm a known tinkerer. I don't know that I've ever heard that before, but you're a known tinkerer. I'll, I'll say Jared Goff maybe has a good matchup if you're you know desperate for quarterback, if you're out there and you've used up all the good ones or not. Uh, he's going against Atlanta this week. If he's able to play, I think he's on the COVID list or the concussion list. He's on one of the C lists, I believe. And it might be your last shot to play Ben Roethlisberger. After this game, he may not be standing. I, Kansas City Chief defense is really coming alive right now. I'd be scared to, but on paper, it looks like it's a good matchup as far as Kansas City giving up a lot of points to quarterbacks from DraftKings. All right, guys, let's look over at wide receiver real quick to look at this. I love your Matthew Stafford pick because Minnesota gives up the most DraftKings points, which I'll I'll say is kind of like a baby bull point as well, to wide receivers, uh, Aaron, and they, they just got a plethora of people. Don't tell me you still have Cooper Cup left to use too, Aaron. No, I don't, but I... <laughs> I do like uh, Diggs this week. I am throwing him in my lineup. Um, I'm not really afraid of that Patriots defense, and it it brought me some joy to see 
uh, probably one of your favorites, Mac, get uh, absolutely exposed. Um, and then also I'm looking at – I like Deontay Johnson just because I've just planned on them being down, and I, I'm very much on board with Rob saying of volume's the only thing that matters, and that's all that matters with that guy. Yeah, you're right. Deontay Johnson gets all those targets. Target, 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 target. All right, so if everybody's played Cooper Cup and they only have Odell Beckham or Van Jefferson to play, Rob, which one would you play there? Is Van Jefferson really seems to be standing out and separating himself from Odell, but the first couple of weeks there, Odell was the man to have. Yeah, I would still prefer Odell. Um, I mean, I do like both. They're They're both solid enough um if you ha- if you need to use the other one but i do prefer odell a bit more i just think he's more talented and as time goes on um even though he's been dealing with injuries you know the past few years but as time goes on he gets more acclimated to that offense he uh can definitely um kind of make make bigger plays and see more a little bit more volume than uh van yeah the week you play odell what i would do is i would send his dad a ticket to the ball game and make sure his dad's (laughs) standing in the seats and and the sidelines because then they're going to throw him the ball a lot more because you know his dad is one of those guys just yelling from the sidelines, throw down the ball, man, throw down the ball. You know, he's just one of those guys that like at a peewee football game or something like that. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's he's caused some some issues here in Cleveland, so he's he's, uh, definitely one of those dads. Okay. Uh, all right, when uh, I look at the Bears' defense, I think wide receivers can usually get the best of them, Rob. But are we looking at playing a Lockett or a DK this week? It doesn't seem like either one of them are doing really well with Russell Wilson. And to me, this might be the last time, if not last week, was the last time we'd ever see Russell Wilson play quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, Lockett coming off the COVID list, DK has just been in a bad way for for you know a month or two now at this point and so i i don't know what to make of of that offense um ever since russ came back from the finger injury it's kind of been just stagnant so i mean i don't think they're you know especially depending on your options if they're both solid options and or even good options at this point depending on you have but mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 tough to uh have a lot of confidence in either one right now can we trust the ASB guy? I'm never going to be able to remember all three of his names. Usually three names in the conspiracy world are the, the people who end up taking out a president or somebody like that. You know, they're either the <laughs> ones doing the shooting, Aaron. Uh, but ASB, Amania St. Brown, is that his name? What's, what's his name? I have no idea what the name is for the Detroit Lions wide receiver who has just caught fire at the end of this year. Is he worth playing or if, if golf plays? You can't play him if the backup quarterback's in there, right, Aaron? Uh, I don't know. It might be matchup proof, but uh, just based on volume again, and I mean, the Falcons are so bad uh, on defense, but yeah, specifically if Goff's in there, he he definitely deserves a spot. Um, He's carrying my fantasy team in Rob's league right now, so I hope he goes absolutely berserk. (laughs) 
Well, that, that's not that's not very nice. I know it is nice. I'm just kidding. All right, over at tight ends, <laughs> you guys both are tight end experts as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it's pretty easy to put Kelsey and Andrews in there. Goddard got me 21 baby bowl points last week. Rob, you always talk about people being or teams being picked on, and I think you say Philadelphia is one of those teams to be picked on. But this week, they don't have any tight end going up against them, do they? Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I mean, I guess Evan Ingram. Um, he's been kind of a, a tease for years now, really. And um, the guy is so talented, but he's just so inconsistent. So, you know, that, that there's no confidence in playing him. But, it, I mean, it is a great matchup. So, you know, it is what it is there. And um, Dallas Goddard, like you mentioned last last week, played played great. And... Um, he has another nice matchup this week against those Giants. So um, he's the guy that I'm looking at at playing. And, you know, obviously our usual disclaimer of if you have any of the the elite guys left, you know, there's two there's two games left. So get them in there. Yeah, definitely do that. If you got any of those elite tight end names uh, still remaining, still remaining. What about you? Do you see any sleeper tight ends, Aaron, somebody that you're like, okay, I can sneak some of this juice out of him on this DraftKings lineup and defeat Rob this week. Are there any low-end tight ends who just might have a good matchup that you can try to take advantage of in Baby Bowl if you don't have those big names left? Uh, CJ Uzoma, from, I don't know how to pronounce the last name. I like him from Cincy. Um, I'm personally going with Kittle, uh, but yeah, I would think that Cincinnati Ravens, I just think it's a shootout and I really think that Joe Burrow, you know, explodes for like 350 and that's got to go to a lot of miles, but he's one of the miles that'll get fed. Yeah, on DraftKings, he's only 3,000 this week, and Baltimore does give up the fifth most points to DraftKings uh, tight ends. I guess I, I guess I said that right. It's always hard, guys, to talk about tight ends on anything. I'll just be honest with you. I always feel like I am fumbling it up, and I'm going to say something inappropriate. All right, that's at running back, uh, the Jets are always the team to pick on Aaron. And James Robinson is going against the Jets this week. He is a smash spot. Will he be able to get, let's just say, 20 baby bowl points this week, do you think? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, it's hard to predict touchdowns, but it just seems like he's good for one in that matchup. And, I mean, 150 total yards is not out of the question. In my I opinion. like I like David Montgomery as well going against Seattle. Uh, if you haven't used David Montgomery yet, maybe maybe you haven't because he was injured for a little while earlier this year. So maybe you got him. Uh, can we play, Rob? I guess it's I guess it's, you can't wait anymore. If you got Javante Williams or Melvin Gordon, can you play either one of those guys this week? Would you want to against the Ra- uh, Raiders? I don't mind either one. Um, the Raiders, they haven't been very good against running backs, so... Um, you could definitely play either or. Um, it's nicer to play him, obviously, when the other one's out, which I, I did that with uh, Javante um, earlier when, when Melvin was out. So, yeah, I, I don't mind, depending on your other options, because you could be getting real slim at uh, at running back this time of year. What about in Los Angeles? Austin Eckler landed on the COVID list, I believe, and they play the Houston uh, Texans this week. Aaron, is there a special, or, or Rob, I guess, is there a special Los Angeles Charger running back that you can look at and want to play here? I don't know, Aaron, if you've gone that far in depth to see who's getting the most ter- carries and touches after Austin Eckler. 
Uh, yeah, I believe it's Justin uh, Jackson. Justin, ja- uh-huh. uh, I'm all aboard that train. If Eckler's out, uh, he def- I think he had like 13 carries, maybe 80 yards or something last game. I'm not sure. But it seemed to be in that realm. Um, he's definitely the clear number two. And very, I mean, if Eckler's out, he's definitely a play. Okay. All right, Justin Jackson. That's a good one. Uh, Rob, I, I, I remember on draft days in so many rooms – Mike Davis was sitting there, and I was so happy to get Mike Davis. You know, like you know, you reach for him a little bit there in the fifth round, the sixth round, or whatever it was in redraft leagues at the beginning of the year. I can't remember that far back, but I just remember, you know, I'm like, all right, I got so much Mike Davis, and now I'm regretting it all that Mike Davis that I ended up having because I see Mike Davis sitting on a lot of waiver wires. But we're getting desperate in baby bowl, and now this against the Detroit Lions, Jared Goff may not play. Can, can, do I, if I could, do I need to start Mike Davis? If I'm that desperate, do I need to? It's not not a play that would inspire any confidence, but <laughs> but yeah, he's uh, he, he's been a disappointment. I was I actually liked him heading into the year just from what he did, uh, you know, when he had the lead role with Carolina, and um, you know, he actually had a lot of good underlying metrics, like he was you know, top five or 10 and, and uh, I think it was broken tackle percentage and, you know, uh, tackles evaded and things like that. So I thought, you know, he, he was going to a, a system where Matt Ryan checks down a fair amount of times. He was good in the passing game last year. I, I liked the value of him or what felt like a value at the time, fifth, sixth round when you're, you know, you're, you had running backs that had less volume than him going before that. And so, I, I'm with you. I had a pretty pretty decent amount of Mike Davis, so at this point, it it feels frustrating. But you know, this is the matchup. If you're gonna play him, I mean, it's got to be against the Lions, and so and but it just even even then, it doesn't inspire confidence. Yeah, it doesn't. Aaron, do you remember those pictures of his quads at the beginning of the year? You remember that? I, I didn't. I didn't see those, but I mean, he looks pretty well put together. I probably stared at those way too long because I could not wait to get him in draft rooms. I'll just be honest with you. He had the big legs. You saw, you guys remember those things. Hey, you know what else I thought of? How in this COVID era, Adrian Peterson has been on two teams, right? Adrian Peterson on two teams. We got Le'Veon Bell going to two different teams. He just got signed with the, was it the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I believe. We, we have Devonta Freedom. Freeman get going over to Baltimore. Todd Gurley has hasn't even I, we I don't even remember him going anywhere anymore. You know, for any tryouts or anything like that. People would probably call the freight gore at this point. Uh, as soon as he gets done getting the smelling salts out from underneath his nose, but they'd probably call Frank Gore before they they call Todd Gurley. We're we're never going to hear from Todd Gurley again if we haven't heard from him in this COVID year, right? Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. You know, he was so so dominant, and that that uh, those knee issues just really sapped him of everything, and and how quickly it changes. So, yeah, I think I don't think we'll pretty much ever see him on that field field again. I hope they're doing a well-being check on Todd Gurley, Aaron. I I just I, I just now thinking about that, and he's got to be. I hope he's not alone at Christmas time, Aaron. I hope he's not alone. Oh, I'm sure he's not alone, but I think one of the biggest reasons is they just don't let walkers out on the football field. Hey, now. Come on. <laughs> I mean, it speaks volumes, like you said, during these times for him to not get a call 
is, I mean, that's just wild. That, he must literally can't do anything anymore. Yeah, and, and to think about those other two players, Le'Veon and Adrian Peterson, both going to two different teams throughout the year. You know what I mean? And and Todd Gurley, we haven't seen him go to one. It's just a random thought. That's that's why I get 83 draft uh, baby bowl points during a week because I get those random thoughts, and I probably started Todd Gurley at some point this year. Hey, Aaron Grimmett, great lineup, fantastic lineup. I am nervous and scared because of the way you said you have a loaded lineup going into this week as well. Uh, I don't know what that means by seeing all these names that you have on here. Great job, Aaron. Thank you so much for coming on this Baby Bowl podcast. Thank you, Wes. I appreciate it. At Grim de la Grim 41 over there on Twitter. I hope you have the room a buzz again this week. And Rob, of course, I always appreciate you, my friend, bringing all these great guests on and doing all the things you do for the baby bowl behind the scenes. Just a wonderful job by you, my friend. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it, Wes. Uh, it's my pleasure. At Norton0723 over there on Twitter. And you can follow me at Loafinit on Twitter, at FI Today with a little underscore there as well. And make sure you check out the pinned tweet on Rob's handle and on the Fit Today handle, as well as it will have instructions on how to enter the Baby Bowl playoffs. And don't procrastinate on that. Let's get it to over 200. We need you to be able to spread the news so I can make Rob cry on air. That'll be kind of <laughs> like my little Christmas present to myself. If that ends up happening, we'll really appreciate it. Hey, all of us here at the Fantasy Impact Today Network family want to encourage each and every one of you to have a very Merry Christmas. 